listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy e Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy E-Man coming at you from Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast, bringing you episode 113. Here we go, baby, bringing you another banger. I want to talk about, hit a couple of highlights here. I uh, definitely want to uh, break into the Aaron Rodgers situation. As you know, last week he uh, he got upset by the 49ers, all right? And, um, you know, it was something that is not the way I think he was thinking of ending his uh, Green Bay Packers career, right? You know, losing to the 49ers, who he's right now 0-4 against, the first quarterback ever to be 0-4 against a single opponent in the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers is the first individual to have that pleasure and that honor. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? Regard- with that being said, we all know that he restructured his contract uh, as he held out before um, the preseason, and he wants to practically uh, go after uh, free agency. Uh, we all know that he hasn't been happy with the with the uh, Green Bay Packers. And we know he is definitely going to explore free agency. So is Devontae Adams. And I want to kind of go over where I think the best landing spots are for uh, are for Aaron Rodgers. And there's some teams out there that could definitely, number one, afford him. They have the salary cap for Number two, I think they have the pieces to attract him. And I guess the location. And I got about four different teams. I'm going to break down for you. All right. Give them my thought. And, and out of these four teams, there's one. One crazy thought. One long shot. That kind of fits the perfect scenario for him. They might not have as much money, but they will have enough money to sign him. But anyway, without further ado, let me not digress. Let's get buck wild, man. And let me give you my my picks, all right? And let's start with realistically speaking, right? We kind of have to know that Devontae Adams, who's also a free agent, is going to be in the mix, right? I think Devontae Adams is going to be, it's going to go where Aaron Rodgers might be able to bring. I think, see, where Aaron Rodgers is looking for he wants to go to a place, a la Brady, a la Tom Brady, right? Where an organization where he's going to be heard and where they're going to ask him, what are the pieces you need to win a championship and we'll get it from you? Like Brady. Brady went to Tampa Bay. Brady said, give me Gronk. Gronk came out of retire. They got him Gronk. Give me Antonio Brown. Got AB. All right. And um, they went after Leonard Fournette. Pretty much Tom Brady called the shots. And that's what Aaron Rodgers wants. Because Green Bay supposedly did not invest weapons. You know, did not invest in the proper weapons for him. But that's what he wants. He wants a Tom Brady scenario where he could go in and call the shots. And, and, and ask for what he needs and give it to him and let me do my thing. Let's start with one of the most obvious teams, right? The Denver Broncos. The reason why I say Denver. Denver is one of the teams with, wow, with the actual, one of the highest, that has the most cap space available, all right? Um, right, Denver is number 16 in the NFL, right? That has the most cap space available, right? You have, they have about $44 million there to spend and with 49 players signed. And also Denver makes it appealing because they have a young court of wide receivers, you know, Jerry Judy, who is nasty. He's been hurt this year. And I think with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, I think Judy is going to definitely hit that ceiling that he had in Alabama. You got Stud running back and rookie Javante Williams, who had a great year as the backup running back, but also had, he was almost 50-50 snaps with um with the starting running back. I forget his name right now. Ah, um, oh man, I can't remember the starting running back. He used to play for the Chargers. Anyway, uh, you got a great tight end in Noah Fant. Guy got great hands. If he's healthy, he's a stud, all right? And then also you got, like I said, Carlin Sutton, 
It's a nice core of offensive weapons. Great defense, great offensive line, all right? I mean, great secondary. Good place for him to play, and they got the money, man. They got the money to give him what he wants, and I don't think it's about the money for Aaron Rodgers, right? So he's going to take a decent salary, but also got the money to go after Devontae Adams. I think it's going to be a package deal. They could go, hey, Aaron, whatever you want, man. You want Devontae here with you? That's the Denver front office. We're going to get you Devontae. All right, and then you look at the teams that we got. Look at the, you know, we're going to work on our offensive line. Denver fits, regardless of the fact, moves them back to the West Coast somewhere, a little closer to uh, Chico, California. Not that close, but it's, you know, he's, he's closer than Green Bay. And Denver has the weapons. And you know what? As an association, they're right now, unfortunately, the only thing that gets me a little worried is this whole ownership uh, change that's about to happen. You got a couple of groups, you know, um, Elway, John Elway on one end, with a group of investors, all right? And then you got Peyton Manning and another group of investors who want to buy the team. So it's a little bit rocky there in the ownership, but they do have a solid foundation talent-wise and also money availability. The other team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big man has retired. Come on, we know it's not Mason Rudolph. It's going to be the future there. So, And I think that team, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers also have a nice size amount of... Uh, cap money available all right they have about 34 million dollars you know big ben's contract's gonna go off you know you may have to sign deontay johnson uh who's a great receiver and then i gotta let the guy go you have claypool you have uh pat fryermuth the tight end who emerged this year and then of course Najee harris who's second year coming up and he's a stud man weapons galore for aaron Rodgers if he goes to the uh the P- pittsburgh steelers so another great home they got the money and look imagine Imagine bringing Devontae Adams also trying to sign him. These are the two teams that not only have the potential, the talent, but also have the money to even try to get Devontae Adams. All right. So the Pittsburgh Steelers fits great. And also it's a great organization. Great coach. All right. Tomlin. And uh, I think Tomlin is the right. It's a good coach. That's definitely going to be able to uh, work with Aaron. And Aaron's going to respect Tomlin because he's a a Super Bowl winning coach and also a a coach that has no nonsense. And what another great city to play for, which is Pittsburgh. Puts them a little too far from home, out on the East Coast, because I also think that Rogers is looking to settle down closer to Chico, California, where he's from. But the Pittsburgh Steelers have checks kind of all the boxes, right? Personnel, coaching, front office, culture, ownership, all right? And also have the money and the cap space to sign him and possibly make it a move at Devontae Adams as well. Now... Another great scenario for Rodgers, right? I honestly believe, which is, I'm stepping to the long shots right now. And I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts. Right, I understand. They got Carson Wentz. This would work as long as they could move Carson Wentz's contract, as long as they do a trade. I told you I was going to give you some long shots. But the thing about car, about the, what you would call it, the Colts, is the fact that the, dude, the Colts are another high-cap team. And they have a lot of availability in the cap, 42 mil, enough to give him, give give freaking Aaron Rodgers the money and also even bring Devontae Adams. Because I'm telling you, this is going to be a package deal. <laughs> Devontae Adams is going to be involved in this. I think Rodgers is going to go ahead and try to influence whoever signs him to get Devontae Adams. That only will work with the Colts if they move uh, Carson Wentz contract, which is a tough thing to do because Carson Wentz did not have a great year. Honestly, he did not. He, he he got him close. They, they finished over 500, but the man choked when he when they needed him the most. So it's a hard contract to move. Now, again, we all know 
You got you got a decent team, great defense, great offensive line for Aaron Rodgers. Got to protect him. Who doesn't need to take hits at this time? Um, with the Indianapolis Colts, you know you have um, Jonathan Taylor. All right, um, uh, you got some great wide receivers, young wide receivers, good good tight ends. And you know I think they need more weapons though. I think bringing Adams into the mix is going to be what's going to seal the deal. But this is such a long shot because the fact that. You know, moving Carson Wentz contract is going to be very difficult. And I forget what year Carson Wentz contract is, but I think he's almost, I think he still has like two more years left. The original Philadelphia deal. Now, the longest shot and probably the best scenario for Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, I think it's the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, if you can't beat him, join him. He's lost to the 49ers four times of his, he's 0-4 against them in the postseason. Why do I say the 49ers? Granted, Niners have about $11, $12 million in cap space. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract will be off the books this season, okay? They're not going to resign Jimmy. I know they moved down to trade for Trey Lance, uh, and he's the future, but the kid did not impress. Trey Lance didn't impress anybody this year. And if I'm the 49ers and have an opportunity to go after Rodgers, I will. And if I'm the 49ers, here, here are my selling points for Rodgers, right? Listen, dude. Forget the library, right? You are going to be three and a half hours away from Chico, California. You could take the the team's jet whenever you want to go back home during the week and come back for the weekend and practice and whatever, right? And the 49ers have a good squad. Long-term contracts, right? You got uh, you got um, Bosa, right? He's, he's under contract for the long term. Debo is under contract. Kittle is under contract, all right? These are the offensive weapons. And picture Debo out there with, with Aaron Rodgers, right? And then you have a great offensive line, a great running scheme, okay, that it's going to relieve Aaron Rodgers of a lot of opportunity, you know, of him doing having to do everything, right? So they're just going to need him to step up when he needs to step up. So it's going to be an easier transition. And imagine if they work their magic, make some trades, free up some more salary cap, and bring in Devontae Adams along with Debo and Kittle. Pretty sick, right? I told you I was going to give you some long shots. Honestly, to me, best case scenario for Aaron Rodgers is to go to San Francisco if he can. You know, if, if, if San Francisco is, if San Francisco pursues him, of course. So I'm just giving you some scenarios for him. I think these, you know, these are the best landing spots that will make more sense economically, talent wise, and, you know, best shot for him to win a Super Bowl. Uh, based on the personnel, the the front office, the coaching, and everything else, and San Francisco is a solid, as solid as organization as they come, with a good coach, okay, and Kyle Shanahan. I don't care he didn't, you know. There's a knock on him, but the guy wins with nothing. All right, look at what he done with Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. Okay, that's good coaching. So, I think A. Rod, man, should really consider the San Francisco 49ers. Honestly, I honestly, he should consider the San Francisco 49ers. Believe it or not, it is what it is. So here, just to recap this real quick, I think best landing spots for Aaron Rodgers, realistically, Denver, all right? Then I have the Steelers, all right? Those are the top two spots I think they're, they're, they're probably going to be the ones he's, gonna, he's probably going to end up in. Long shots, I got the Indianapolis Colts as long as they can move Carson Wentz contract. And of course, the, to me, the best case scenario for him personally financially and professionally is the san francisco 49ers look if you can't beat them aaron go ahead and join them. all right let's move on uh to the uh championship round man let me give you my previews and breakdowns last week man it was probably the best divisional playoff round i've ever seen in my i don't know how many years of watching football 
And what I love about it is the fact that all four games <clears throat> went to the final play. It was a side up in the final play. And of course, the best game being the Kansas City game and the Chiefs, man. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Buffalo Bills. And I feel bad for Josh Allen, who did everything he needed to do to put his team in position to win. And those overtime rules definitely got to go. Uh, again, we have some shocks. The Niners beating, like I mentioned earlier, the Packers. And then now we have, and then we also have uh, the Rams, which, like I said, I picked the Bucs, but I was I wouldn't be surprised the Rams beat the the Bucks and 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 it's gonna be a good a good a good round this one here. So let's start first of all with the uh, the Bengals and Chiefs. All right, um, look, the Bengals had a great game against the Chiefs earlier on the, the a few weeks ago, right? And the Bengals won. I think it was thirty five to thirty one. We know what we're gonna see, right? We're gonna try. We're gonna see a heavy dose of Burrow earner out like to uh, Chase. And Mahomes doing what he did last week, man. Proving that he's the best quarterback in the game today. And it's going to be nice to see the two young gunslingers go at each other. Again, Joe Jackpot, Joe Money, Burrow. He is a kid that has no fear. He's proven that in his college career. And he has proven it in the NFL in his first go around in the postseason, making it to the championship, to the uh, conference championship, all right? I'm sorry, the division championship round. Um... And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a high offensive game. Um, practically, look, what Kansas City did last week against a Buffalo defense gives the edge to me against against the Bengals. I know the Bengals beat them earlier, but honestly, you know, a good coach like Andy Reid, when you've seen a team once and you play him a second time, he's going to make the necessary adjustments over over the uh, the Bengals staff. I, I think that's going to be the bitch. I think Andy Reid is veteran, is, a, is enough of a veteran and a, and a Hall of Fame coach. He's going to make the necessary changes to make sure that Joe Burrows does not beat him. Um, whether the game's going to be exciting, oh, I think it's going to be dope, man. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be on the, it's going to be on Sunday, all right, at uh, 3 p.m. And I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be an awesome game. Uh, and I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs on this one. Just on the pure front of that, you got Patrick Mahomes, the best, the best, quarterback in the game today and the next up the next new goat because i think brady may be calling the quits this year Tariq hill was was great last week had an unbelievable game um there was running game was non-existent probably for both teams but i think if i'm the yeah, Bengals or keys to victory for the Bengals is i think they need to run the ball man and kill some clock i think joe mixon had a good game against um last week all right against tennessee because he had a good overall game he had over 100 all-purpose yards Uh, 50-something on the ground, another 50-something on the air, and he was a big difference maker. And Chase needs to do what he's doing, man, trying to make plays. He's the difference maker for that team. Higgins, again, secondary receiver, and Boyd, uh, it's a hard, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a a tough matchup. I don't think Cincinnati is going to lay down. Uh, I don't think a team with a quarterback like Joe Burrows here, who doesn't give a damn, who looks cool and cool, cool, calm and collected out there and is playing. Right now, this team is playing with house money, with nothing to lose. And they got to leave everything on the field. Um, but I still pick the Chiefs. Patrick Mahone is the best quarterback in the game, and that's enough for me. Um, and look, again, when when a coach as good and a coaching staff as good as the Kansas City Chiefs have, the second time around, there are going to be changes made, and it's going to make they're going to make the right adjustments defensively in order to stop the uh, the hot hand from Joe Burrows and the uh, and the Bengals. What's the next game? So the next game we have the L.A. Rams and the 49ers. Uh, look, 
I said this last week, but I think the 49ers run has to stop here. The combination of great defense, I mean, that Von Miller and Aaron Donald had their had their day with Tom Brady's and, and the Bucks uh front line. The secondary was just not in sync when it came to the Bucks because Cooper Cup just had a field day out there and Matthew Stafford was slinging it. Unfortunately, this is not going to be in the cold. The weather is not going to help the cost here for San Francisco like it did last week. And Jimmy's going to have to come up. Jimmy's going to have to throw for at least two touchdowns, okay? And throw for almost 300 yards if the 49ers are going to have a chance at this. I think the Rams, even though the 49ers have beat the Rams, has swept the Rams this year, but I'm assuming that um, that they're going to make the right adjustments based on all the, you know, the sample size of how many times they played this year. But it's definitely Matthew Stafford's time. And that's enough for me to say that the Rams are going to beat the 49ers. I think they definitely has been a good year for the 49ers. They've overachieved and done more than what they need to with all the injuries they have. Uh, to me, Jimmy G's, Jimmy G's not winning these games, all right? Jimmy Garoppolo's not winning these games. It's a total team effort. It's that running game. It's that defense. Last week was defense special teams who won that game. And, and I think this week, in order for them to have a legitimate shot, Jimmy G has to throw for two touchdowns and at least almost and about 300 yards passing. And of course, Debo Samuel is doing what he's supposed to be doing, even though he's banged up. Um, he's, you know, he's been banged up. Uh, he finished that game pretty banged up. He practiced uh, today, which today is Wednesday, uh, January 26. He practiced today and it's, a, it's, it's, it looks favorable and uh, it looks, he's definitely going to play. There's no way in hell the Debo sitting down the switchblade, the human switchblade. He could do it all, run it, catch it and pass it. All right. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's Matthew Stafford's time. Cooper Cup is a man possessed. The triple crown winner in all the passing categories. Just school that secondary for the uh, for the Buccaneers. And I think he's going to do the same here. Um, and I think expect a big game uh, from uh, Jefferson, from Van Jefferson and OBJ. Look, those six receptions that OBJ had last week for 60 yards or 59 yards, they were huge because he made some really, really tough catches to move the chains. And Jefferson also was used in many different ways. And look, it's what kept the 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 Bucks on their heels. And honestly, dude, I honestly think that they're going to do this. They're going to try to get up on the 49ers early. The game plan, just like they did with the Bucks, is to jump on the Niners early, take their deep shots with Cup, and um, make them play from behind. They want their their plans can be to force Jimmy Garoppolo to use his arm. All right. And the only way to do that, to force Jimmy to be uncomfortable, is to go ahead and, you know, play from, uh, make him play from behind. You know, jump up front. And I think, you know, Von Miller has gotten work. You saw Von Miller from the Denver Broncos against the, the Buccaneers last week. And I think that's not going to stop there. I think Von Miller has gotten used to this team, to the Rams. I think he understands the playbook correctly. And he's a, he was a problem last week against the Buccaneers. He's going to be a problem. X-Factor on the defensive side is going to be a problem this week, okay, against the front line of the 49ers. 49ers are banged up, man, offensively and defensively. I mean, and give them, they have a lot of heart. They have a lot of heart. But I think, come on, man, let's, let's be realistic. It has to stop here, okay? I think the Rams are going to have enough weapons to get to the Super Bowl, okay? So it is what it is. Uh, boy genius Sean McVay is going to get them to the Super Bowl again his second time and again it's Matthew Stafford's time had a perfect had a good game last week uh, they just got to make sure that this time Akers uh, do doesn't turn the ball over as much as he did two fumbles last week and honestly the keys to victory for the Rams do the same thing that they did against the Bucks offensively and defensively they got to make sure they, they keep you know they got to they make Jimmy uncomfortable 
And honestly, another another thing that the Rams need to do, they need they need to involve Sonny Michelle more, man. I know Akers is back, but Michelle earned himself a spot. And he's a veteran who's been here before with the Patriots. So, dude, give him more touches. Give Michelle more touches on both sides, man. Catching it and running it. It's going to be positive. You got to mix and match Akers. You cannot feature Akers as good as Akers is. And he's a future of that team running back wise in the position. But you got to involve Sonny Michelle. Michelle is a veteran who's been here before. And when Henderson went down, he stepped up and gave you gave the Rams a different look. So, you know, Michelle needs to be a little more involved this time around for the Rams to be successful. But I got the Rams on this one. I don't think there's more there's more to say about that. Uh, uh, but the, the gravy train and the story ending, uh, it's not going to be for the 49ers that they expect to. I don't think they're making it to the Super Bowl, but it was a good run. It was a great run by the San Francisco 49ers, ending the season, winning 7 out of 10, going 7-3, you know, uh, beating the Packers, all right, uh, Beating, that, beating Dallas, and I think it, the train stops here against a very solid offensively, offensive and defensive team in the in the LA Rams. Also, today is January 26, and you know it's been two years since the passing of uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, which, you know, every year I around this time I got to do a mention Kobe Bryant. If you, if you heard my archives, man, uh, Kobe Bryant is one of my one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, he was a an animal, all right? I relate. I'm, I'm about a year older, I think, than Kobe. Or we're the same age. I think we were born in the same year. And I remember being in high school. Kobe, you know, when I was in high school, Kobe announcing going to the NBA. And it was super cool seeing the first player to have a press conference going to high school, uh, from high school going straight to the NBA. But two years ago, we lost him alongside his daughter, Gigi, uh, Gianna Bryan. You know, they say that time heals pain. And it does, right? Uh, me experiencing pain personally in my life and loss of family members. But, you know, in this digital age where you get reminded over and over of, of something great, right? You know, when today is a day that everybody's playing Kobe highlights, talking about that day, it makes you relive all the emotions. And, I feel, you know, I, my, my prayers are always with his family, with his wife and his other two kids. Um, you know, Vanessa Bryan, and I, I can't remember the name of the other two daughters, but they're, they're, my prayers are with that family because they're always going to be reminded of this day over and over again because of how much of a, a person Kobe was, man. And the man was a heck of a basketball player, but at the end of the day, he was even a better dad. All right. Maybe not a perfect human being, had his issues, but he always, he loved his daughters. And you know that that man, unfortunately, even though wasn't, you know, he died probably a, a really bad death in this helicopter cry, crash. But he probably died doing what he does best. It wasn't playing basketball. It was being a father. And probably towards the end, he was protecting his daughter. Um, it sucks. You miss Kobe because he was just an icon. And his daughter, man, was probably going to be a great one, a great basketball player. Man, don't be surprised if his daughter, because she's a Brian, was going was gonna to be the one that, that made the WNBA and women's basketball to that next level. Because if there was somebody that could, you know, transform women's basketball, WNBA was definitely a Brian. And Gianni, Gianna was on that way. And we're never going to have the opportunity to see that. All right. And it, it was, I think, with Kobe's mentorship and, and, and guidance and, and coaching and, and giving her the Mamba mentality, the Mambasita, uh, Gianna was going to be something special, man. Because people said that she had a turnaround. She had a fadeaway at that age. All right. She... Had a great jump shot, but most important, she was her dad in a women's in, in a women's form, right? Killer mentality, mumba mentality, and a complete student of the game. It's a tragedy. 
we remember Kobe. We remember his daughter, Gianna, uh, along with John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, all right, Elisa Antobelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser, and Ara Sabayan. Peoples were lost. Uh, we, we miss Kobe and Gianna, but they will always be in our hearts. And every year, I mean, I have to say a little something about the great life of Kobe. And, you know, time heals pain, man. But this, this, this sadness and pain will always be around. Uh, but let's always remember the greatness of Kobe Bryant, all right? And most important, the greatness of him being a father over anything of the other accolades. And just to think about what would have been for young Gianna Bryant as a basketball player, I think that was it was going to be special. That's all I got today. Thank you for listening. Check out my link tree in the description below. Uh, definitely going to have this on YouTube. Back, at least I am Rogers piece on this video. But uh, man, I'm definitely putting a lot of work. I'm giving you a lot of content, a lot of reactions, man, after the games. I'm, I'm, I'm spicing up my YouTube channel with a lot of videos, a lot of podcast videos, man. I'm telling you this year, this podcast is going to get the attention it deserves. And I am not. And your boy is going to keep pumping content. Remember, I'm all about quality and not quantity. So whenever I put something, it's going to be the quality. It's to be the quality stuff that I'm used to. And I'm used to giving my audience and my listeners. I appreciate the love, man. Thank you for all the listening. Your boy, E-Man, signing out. Peace. Peace.